Welcome to the VA HSRND Investigator Insights podcast series. In this episode, Query Dissemination Coordinator Diane Hanks speaks with Center for Care Delivery and Outcomes Research Investigator Shannon Kaylee Forbes. They're discussing her work, understanding why veterans either complete or discontinue trauma-focused therapy for PTSD. PTSD is a term where most people know it's post-traumatic stress disorder. It's, sure. it's used you know, all over the place these days. But trauma-focused therapy is not something that I think a lot of people are familiar with. So if you could just give us... A brief description of what that entails. Trauma-focused therapies are the frontline therapies for PTSD, so in systematic reviews and in clinical practice guidelines, they're typically recommended as the first-line treatment for PTSD. Mm-hmm. They're often done individually, but sometimes will be done in group settings. And what they focus on is going back and working with the content of the trauma memory in some way. Uh, the two most widely used trauma-focused therapies in VA Mm -hmm. are prolonged exposure therapy, Mm -hmm. which is PE, and cognitive processing therapy, which is CPT. And both of those try to modify the thoughts that you have after being through a trauma. Mm -hmm. So when we go through a trauma, our thoughts about ourselves, our world, and other people change. Mm -hmm. And so both therapies try to modify those thoughts back to a more balanced worldview. Mm-hmm. And they just come at it a little bit differently. So prolonged exposure mm-hmm. or PE does it through um, having you confront reminders of your trauma that you may have been previously avoiding. So both the memory of your trauma yeah. and then also things in your environment. So you get desensitized. You get desensitized. To those triggers. And through uh-huh. the desensitization, you also then, they've shown that part of the mechanism is that you learn mm-hmm. new thoughts that then supplant those previous thoughts that you had developed after your trauma. Mm -hmm. And CPT also works by modifying those thoughts, but goes at it kind of more um, explicitly targeting the thoughts. So you work with your therapist to identify what are called stuck points, Mm -hmm. which are beliefs that you developed after the trauma. Mm -hmm. And you put those thoughts on trial and you see if they're an accurate representation of the world. And through kind of putting them on trial, you may change your perspective. Can you tell us a bit about your study and your findings? As you can imagine, if you're going back Mm -hmm. and confronting thoughts about your trauma, either through PE or CPT, that's really difficult to do. Mm -hmm. And we know that anywhere from one to two-thirds of veterans who start PE or CPT don't finish the treatment. Mm -hmm. And is that because it becomes too traumatic? So that's a good question. So that's what we didn't know, and that's what we tried to find out with the study. And so there have been some prior studies where they were trying to predict quantitatively who dropped out and who stayed Mm -hmm. in these treatments, and they failed to kind of find consistent predictors across studies. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, well, let's take a qualitative approach and go in and talk to veterans who have just finished a course and see what they have to say. And so we spoke with a national sample of 60 veterans who had completed Mm -hmm. PE or CPT and 66 veterans who had dropped dropped out. out. Yes, to try to understand the differences in their experiences. Mm And we asked them both, how were you able to complete or why did you drop out? But then we also asked them about a bunch of things that we theorized might be important that they may not explicitly state as their reason, but where we might see differences between the completers and dropouts. Some of the interviews were 90 minutes long. Oh my gosh. A treasure trove of data. Um, And we've learned so much, but I think I'll try to highlight a couple interesting things. One of them are the number of similarities between Mm -hmm. people who complete and drop out. Um, And so there are a number of ways that their experiences are the same. And some of them are things that 
I as a clinician and other clinicians have hypothesized might be why people are dropping out. Mm -hmm. And now this is showing it happens among the completers too. Oh. So those things are things like feeling like the treatment is really difficult. Uh-huh. So the treatments are hard for everyone. Yeah. No one wants to do it. No one yeah. wants to confront the memory of their trauma. It's hard. It's emotionally taxing. Um, almost everyone who we spoke to perceived as though they got worse before they got better. Did anyone have trouble remembering the trauma so that they could confront it? You don't have to have a full memory to participate okay. in PE or CPT. You have to have some memory of it to work with. Okay. Sometimes as people work through the trauma, particularly mm-hmm. I myself tend to deliver PE more often clinically, and in PE we'll see people who start to get pieces mm-hmm. of it back that they may have mm-hmm. forgotten, or it becomes more detailed or more vivid. Mm-hmm. Some people never remember all of the pieces and that may just be a psychological uh, mechanism or maybe mechanism, that they yeah. you know sustained a head injury during mm-hmm. the trauma or some right. other reason why yeah, they've yeah. lost a piece mm-hmm. um, but not remembering it wasn't necessarily associated with dropout mm-hmm. there was that sense of feeling you know people think that you go to a therapist's office and you sit and talk to someone nice for an hour and yeah. you're feeling better yeah and that's not how PE and CPT work over the course of weeks or months you will start to feel better. The vast majority of people will. Yeah. But right after that session, you yeah. don't feel better. Right. And we found one of the things that differentiated the dropouts from the completers is the dropouts expected that they would feel better after the session. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of had a different model of how right. this therapy would work. And when they left a session feeling worse, they took that as evidence that the treatment wasn't working. And so then that would be one reason why right. they might drop out. The biggest thing that we found differentiating mm-hmm. those two groups, those who finished mm-hmm. and those who didn't, was their relationship with their therapist. Oh. And the specifics of that relationship. Almost everyone who we talked to liked their therapist, which is good, right? Mm-hmm. Therapists tend to be warm, caring, empathetic people. Right. And so they liked their therapist. But those who completed their therapist's really saw it as the veteran and the therapist being in the trenches or having a shared mission together of getting to the end of treatment. And so what we ended up calling that was that they built rapport in the context of the therapy. So it wasn't just chit chat, how's the weather? Oh, I have a dog, here's a picture. Mm -hmm. Um, They were talking about more in detail the veteran's experience in the treatment and then joining them in that and helping problem solve ways to make it through. Yeah. And giving the veteran more autonomy and choice and moving through what is a manualized and fairly strict protocol, both yeah. for PE or CPT. So yeah. being a little bit more flexible, helping them make those choices, um, serving as a cheerleader, reminding them of progress, mm-hmm. uh, making accommodations for them, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was that everyone hit roadblocks. It was hard mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. And having that really strong, specific type of therapeutic relationship seemed mm-hmm. to help. Did you find a difference between the prolonged exposure therapy and the CBT therapy? That's a good question. So we did look to see if there were many differences between the two. And overall, they were very similar. Uh-huh. Um, the two differences that emerged a little bit was yeah. CP, the veterans who completed CPT had more complaints or dislikes mm-hmm. about the logistics of CPT. There's a lot of worksheets and there's a lot of writing And those worksheets lead you through how to identify and challenge your thoughts. And as you go through the therapy, the worksheets get more and more complex. And a lot of veterans in CPT who did not finish reported not liking that and having that be part of the reason. Well, we actually call it homework. We try not to sometimes, but we call it homework, and it felt Mm -hmm. like homework. And it was complicated. It was hard. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so more people in CPT kind of mentioned this, that structure of not liking it than in right. PE. And in PE, more people mentioned that after session distress that I was talking about. Yeah. Which in PE, you do imaginal yeah. exposure to your trauma memory directly. Right. Which, as you can imagine, especially yeah. early in therapy, is very yeah. distressing for people. Right. Um, and so it's not uncommon for a veteran to leave those sessions still feeling some strong emotions. So yeah. both experience that arousal and those bad feelings. Right, right. But then those who couldn't finish kind of took that forward and said, I feel bad so my wife is going to get angry at me. Yeah. Or I'm not going to be able to concentrate at work. Right. Or, and so they kind of took it to the next step yeah. of it having an impact in their functioning and in their lives yeah. and reported that as a reason for dropping out. Right. Because you have to redirect so quickly. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard. We do know that based on veterans report, the number of kind of major and minor life stressors that occurred mm-hmm. while they were in the treatment seemed to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Both groups had other stuff going on outside of therapy, of right. course. Um, but those who dropped out, we don't know if it's that they're already kind of in a more precarious position mm-hmm. um, so that a, a small disruption may be more catastrophic for mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, if they maybe didn't have the same reserves or skills in mm-hmm. terms of coping with right. that, kind of able to compartmentalize right. it and move on. Right. Um, or if it was more a cognitive style mm-hmm. or an attribution where they tend to catastrophize right. the impact of something. What are your next steps? For this project, we wanted to do the observational study because we had mm-hmm. no, really, we didn't know at all what was happening. And so now that we have a sense of it, we're looking to move on to an intervention study where we develop an intervention mm-hmm. to hopefully help improve retention rates. And can you talk about the intervention a little bit? I or? can, yes. It's still okay. in development, so we're still thinking through it. But the therapist behavior will be one target mm-hmm. of the intervention because that's something that just stood out so clearly. Yeah. And yeah. I think that therapists want to have a good relationship yeah. with their veterans. And so yeah. providing specific ways to build that relationship mm-hmm. that will also keep them in treatment, I think. Yeah. Uh, the therapist might like. There's another piece that we found that it wasn't just the PE or CPT therapist, but the entire care team oh. and the completers joined in keeping people in treatment. Mm-hmm. So if they had another therapist who was maybe a case manager mm-hmm. or their psychiatrist, yeah. um, for those who completed, they played an active role. For example, we heard lots of people when they started therapy, their sleep started to become disruptive. And so psychiatrists, for example, for the completers would play mm-hmm. a role of providing to short-term some sleep meds yeah. to help yeah. them get through mm-hmm. that hump mm-hmm. so they could stay with it. Or a case manager might help them shore up their coping skills mm-hmm. so that they could make it through. Yeah. And so I think part of an intervention mm-hmm. can be also bringing in the rest of the care team and making it yeah. kind of a clinic or a care team mission to help make this yeah. person th- help them through. And then uh, I do think that there will be, although probably smaller, a veteran component. There are some people who are looking at peer support for Mm -hmm. adherence. That is something that could potentially be used for those without Mm -hmm. a support system. It's not something that veterans spontaneously talked about a lot in our Mm -hmm. interviews, but that might be because it's not a resource that they've had access to. Because you had such extensive interviews, can you tell us a bit about the benefits and challenges of working with the veterans? It was extremely helpful, I think, just to be able to hear so many Mm -hmm. veterans experiences Mm -hmm. um and you know as a therapist myself when a patient stops coming to treatment you don't know what happens to them yeah you don't get to have that conversation right and so getting to have that conversation with so many veterans was really useful also VA is a place where you could do this where you couldn't do it elsewhere you know the dissemination of PE and CPT within VA is kind of unprecedented and so finding a national sample of veterans who had recently 
finished or not finished, PE or CPT couldn't have happened anywhere else. And so I think it was a unique setting and a unique opportunity here to mm -hmm. really understand the problem. One challenge, obviously, was the volume of data that we have. There's obviously a lot of richness in there that I think mm -hmm. can be really helpful in, in intervention development. I think another challenge for me in talking to the veterans was the, the veterans who had not finished were really discouraged. They felt like they had been failed and they had been told that PE and CPT were the answer. Research suggests that they are the answer for a lot of people. Yeah. And so it was challenging to listen to, to kind of mm -hmm. that despair from some people, yeah. I think but also motivating in the fact that it makes me even more determined to yeah. come up with an intervention because, mm -hmm. you know, I think that we know that dropout is probably hard for veterans, mm -hmm. but I was surprised at kind of the level at which they saw it as a self-failure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they're used to um, completing the mission. Yes. And this was like, I, I couldn't complete the mission. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? So the study wouldn't have been possible without some strong mm -hmm. support from our operational partners, and we worked closely with the National Center for PTSD and this study, and they've also been helpful in disseminating the findings thus far, and I imagine will play a strong role in the next uh, step of intervention. And both the prolonged exposure and cognitive processing therapy rollouts have been involved in this project and are represented mm -hmm. from each as a co-investigator on the study to make sure that hopefully what we find can be incorporated into the wide-scale training right. of therapists that's happening. And all of those people work within the Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention. And so they've really been supportive of the project and I think see failure to complete these treatments yeah. as one of the major problems that they're facing right yeah. now. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding podcast are concerned with the scope of recently concluded or ongoing VA HSRD funded research and do not necessarily reflect current or to be implemented VA policy. To learn more about this research, visit the VA HSRD website at www.hsrd.research.va.gov.